Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Fairmount Plus. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in zero sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what was causing all of the activity in the house? Did they ask for it? As in literally ask for it? This is Real Ghost Stories Online. If you have a real ghost story, you can easily share it with us. If you want to call it in, the number is 855-853-4802. If you like to write, write it in, realghoststoriesonline.com. You can become a premium subscriber. You'll get no commercials, advanced episodes, access to the archive. Sign up today through Apple Podcasts. Try it three days free. Or sign up through patreon.com slash realghoststories or go to ghostpodcast.com. Com. I'm Carol Hughes and Kathy Gordon's here today. So, Hello. How's everything? Good, good. So the other day I came across this and I can't really find exactly the app that I like screenshotted this story and everything. Now I can't find it. But it was about an app that you could basically get messages from loved ones who have passed away. So say, you know, you were missing your mom a lot. You set up an account and then you would get random text messages from mom that would just say how much she loves you and stuff. And I'm like, I so, okay, don't know I, I need some clarification. Do, is this just the, the company, the app making up stuff for mom? And I'm to make wondering, you feel if, better? yeah. And I'm wondering if you, you know, give them certain amount of information or something. So I just Googled it because I was looking for it. And I can't find it, but there's all kinds of other apps like Safe Beyond. This app allows you to store and send messages after you have died. Like you would get a message from me after I'm gone. I have really mixed feelings about one where an app is just generating messages for you. Like, hi, honey, I love you. And, and the app is just making that up and acts like it's from your mom. Yeah. I really hate that really badly because I don't think someone that's getting false reassurances from this fake app and they think it's their, they're associating it with their parent is really going to get through the grieving process. And the idea behind it was to be like, 
just a reminder that your mom or whoever loved you very much. But you're right. I think that's going to tie you up. Yeah, I don't I don't see how you get through it if you just keep getting messages like mom always messaged you. Right? Yeah. Because at some point you have to confront the reality that those messages are no longer coming from them and live with that painful, you know, quiet that's not there in your life anymore. So I don't know that I like that one at all. Now, I'm seeing some uh, now if on the other hand it is that mom and dad or mom or dad or whoever can make uh messages to give you later about things they would like you to know, I maybe feel a little different about that. I think it's like not just it. perpetuating things. Um I don't I don't know that I would want that personally. I think I would want it the old-fashioned way, like mom or dad wrote it down, or it was in their pre-planning with their will, or, you know, a sweet letter that they'd written. But to get a text message from them after they died, because this is like sending text messages from the afterlife. Well, well, some of these are doing it through, um, like, you can record your own voice telling yeah. them a story or telling them something. or or. This one says they can kind of create a virtual image. I don't know how I feel about that, like an AI generated thing of them telling this, telling you what they want you to know. Um, that would be interesting. Yeah, you know, that's like Star Trek stuff, right? Where they have holograms that stand there, and you go, "Wow, he died a long time ago, but he's back here telling them and explaining to them what to do." You know, and I, I think that that's kind of interesting that idea that you could kind of uh, safeguard stories and tell people mm -hmm. things that's, you know, yesterday I was on the phone with um, Caitlin, my daughter, and something came up. She was doing, she's in Montenegro and they were doing some sort of weird cold war, you know, tourist stuff, which is weird that you can do cold war tourist stuff, but they were doing all these like old bunkers and, in places where they hid submarines and, you know, all these things. And they were talking about Yugoslavia. And I said, that always makes me kind of laugh every time I think of Yugoslavia, because I said, my mother-in-law or Kate's grandma was in Europe and she'd gone by herself and she was over there and somehow got on the wrong train and ended up in Yugoslavia having no idea. And it's the cold war. She's not supposed to be over there. Right. And they kept just saying, she kept asking where she was and they kept saying Yugoslavia and she couldn't understand what joke until she finally realized they were saying Yugoslavia. And then I think basically what happened was they put her on the train right back out again. You know, this little old lady that they just, you know, put her right back out. But the kids, my point in this story is that Kate then called the, her brothers and told them this story. And they both then called me and said, what's this Yugoslavia story? We want to know this. And, and so I'm telling them as best as I can remember the story. But there's all these kind of stories that don't get handed down. And so it would be kind of fun to have a way that you could tell stories and people could, you know, capture these memories well, and that's been going on forever. Like, yeah, since like you could tape them or yeah. you could, but but there's new ways to do it with you know but recording this, into apps or whatever. Yeah, I do not like the one that's just generating conversations from your mom that aren't real. 
Yeah, it's just kind of odd because it kind of like keeps you alive. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying at some point we have to accept death. Yeah. Just be weird to just get a text message from our dad. Like, what? Because yeah. I think every time you would get it, it would kind of jolt you like, whoa, oh, it's dad pre-planned that text message. Yeah. So here is a story today, and it says, Hello, this is Justin from the Chattanooga area writing in again. I was so stoked to hear my first story on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. So glad Carol and Kathy enjoyed my first time writing in, and I got a laugh from Carol. As promised, I'm writing back in with my next story about the house we live in concerning my wife's grandmother and why we believe she hung around for a while and still is watching over us. So for the situation to make sense, I'm going to back up with a little history and context. When my wife, Laura, and I first started dating, she lived with her mother and along with her two-year-old daughter, Alina. And I lived with my grandmother in her basement so I could help her with her bills and take care of her in general. Very nice person. My wife and I, like a lot of people, had an amazing relationship with our grandparents just grandmother for me, though, as my grandfather had passed away when my mother was only nine, so I never met him. My wife loved her grandparents so much, I cannot even begin to describe it, especially her grandfather, who is known to most as Ray. He was more of a father to her than her own biological father or any stepfather she's ever had and was always there for her. Laura and I had gone to high school together, and we were friends even then, and she had a major crush on me, to which I didn't know about it until years later. And after running into each other many times over the years, after school, several odd coincidences later, we were both finally single and began talking again over Facebook, which eventually led us to officially dating. She visited me many times and began staying overnight here and there, and we hit it off wonderfully and within a year, we were engaged in talking about finding a place together. The original plan was to find somewhere closer to where I work as a mail carrier, which I'd been thinking about anyway as my aunt was going to move in with my grandmother to help take care of her, but I needed to get out of the way first. And speaking of my aunt, she passed away from cancer about three years later and also comes into this story later on. So we were getting very serious about house hunting at this point, looking and looking and looking, but as quite often happens, life had other plans in store. One day, Laura got a call from her mother, and that call changed everything that was about to happen. Her grandmother had been diagnosed with cancer and was already getting very weak, and hospice care was called in. Her mother said that Laura needed to move in with them to help take care of her grandparents as her grandfather couldn't do it on his own as he was in his 80s and getting weaker himself. Laura was devastated at this news and thought she had a choice in front of her, me or her grandparents who had done a fair share of raising her and they were always there for her when she needed them for anything. She chose to move in with her grandparents and of course I completely understood but continued to look for something close to work, maybe even just an apartment so she could still visit me. I'm telling you, that's being a good granddaughter because they needed her and she stepped up. That's off. And, and it's good on him, too. Yep, you both know, of them. To be so understanding about it. And he lived with his grandmother, so of course he would understand that. Right. 
And it's hard, you know, somebody needs to be there. I tried to reassure her that I was not breaking up with her over this as I was doing the same with my grandmother until my aunt needed somewhere to go. So comes the day when Laura comes down for a visit before officially moving in with her grandparents and asks the question that changed it all again. I could tell she was absolutely terrified to ask me, would I consider moving in with her at her grandparents, assuming they would agree to it as well? So because I was already falling for her and asked her to marry me, I agreed to it, and she asked her grandparents, who were super religious and were worried they would say no, but after meeting me, I think they liked me, and they were happy that Laura had finally found a good one. Her grandfather, Ray, said yes, and we began the process of moving in. It was tough, but we got through it, and her grandmother passed six months or even sooner after we moved in, but only after her husband whispered to her one night that it was okay to go, and she did that very night. After her passing, we stayed to take care of her grandfather as he was getting closer and closer to 90 years old and needed help himself at this point. So we took over more of the house and tried to get him as comfortable as possible. I worked and Laura stayed home with Alina and her grandfather. See, what good people these people are. They sure are. They're wonderful. I like him. In 2017, we married and almost immediately found out that Laura was pregnant with our first child together, and along came Raina, now our second daughter, who we kind of named after her grandfather, Ray. He loved her so much. Right? And then, look, they've got kids in the house, and I'm sure granddad loved that. He loved her so much and was all smiles when she would sit with him and watch TV. His nickname for her was Smiley. So also around this time, we started to notice some rather odd sounds and lights flicker throughout the house. It started subtly. I would stay up late and hear odd creaks and groans, but as Ray built the house himself around the late 70s and early 80s, I figured it was just the house creaking. But harder to explain was seeing what looked like a little girl running by out of the corner of our eyes and thinking one of the girls was up, we'd go check and both girls would be fast asleep. Cue the chill down the back of our necks. That is one of those things as a parent, you're so used to seeing your kids running through the house that you would just immediately say, oh, that's one of the girls. Why aren't they in bed? Right. So you don't expect to find them both sound asleep. Yeah. So one day, my wife was in the bedroom. I don't remember exactly what she was doing, but I was alone with Raina in the living room watching TV, and I heard this loud popping sound, and then what sounded like small pieces of something scattering, like something was scattering all over the floor. I jumped up like, what the F was that? And one of the light bulbs in the kitchen had exploded, and the glass had gone everywhere. There was maybe one or two large pieces, but the rest was like sand. I put my shoes on and kept my daughter out of the kitchen while I swept and even stopped my wife, who almost walked in barefoot, to wait until I was done. She asked what happened. I told her, but other than an odd look on her face, she didn't say much. She didn't tell me until quite a while later that just moments before that happened, she had been asking for a sign from her grandmother if she was still doing the right thing. Now, to add to that, after this happened, any light bulb I put in that side would flicker 
or go out entirely at odd times. I began to think the wiring in this old house was the cause, but not long after her grandfather passed, it stopped. We've not had any trouble out of that socket since. My wife also tells me that it was almost the same time she had stopped asking for signs from her grandmother. And now for one of the biggest things that I cannot explain other than that is exactly what happened. My mother would help take the kids to give us a break almost every weekend or at least every other weekend for a day. After one of these visits, my mother brings them home to tell us that she caught our then two or three-year-old Raina singing a song to herself. Forgive me, I have asked everyone and none of us can remember what song it was, but it was a song that was weird to hear a three-year-old singing. So my mother asked her where she heard it. Then her response was, Granny comes into my room at night and sings it to me. I looked at my wife, and I'm sure my face had the same shock on it. We have never sang this song to her or around her. It was a song that my grandmother used to sing to her. And we also have not told Raina about her great-grandmother yet, or the fact that she died in that house as she was only three, which leads us to how did she know that my wife's family all called her Granny? Our minds were blown, and I can't explain her response except that her great-grandmother visited her at night and sang to her. Nothing else makes sense. That still gives me chills to this day. What else could it have been? And then even the feeling of the old house, not crowded, but the house always felt full, and I mean more full of love and life. And until a little after her grandfather passed away, who also didn't go until my wife told him it was okay to go, that she and the kids would be okay. He went that very night. After that, the house felt a little emptier, but we still believe they are watching over their families. Now, as a small side note, just very recently on Thanksgiving Day, I was getting my kids ready to go with me to my father's side of the family for the morning meal, and my wife was staying home to help cook our dinner. I was a little stressed, and I'd asked if I was doing the right thing as well. I guess they just like to ask people, like, are they asking the universe? Like, it sounded like she was asking the grandma for signs and stuff. And then he's like, am I doing the right thing? I don't know if that's like, I'm going to my father's side for Thanksgiving Day. Am I doing the right thing by making my wife do all the cooking? I don't know what the question was. I think that's just being human is what yes. I think that is. All the time we question ourselves. I went to get my clothes on, and on the way to my bedroom, I heard a crash, and I thought, what now? It turns out a small pile of things had fallen off a dresser. Neatly on top and upright was a small pillow that had been made out of one of my aunt's shirts that bore the Jurassic Park logo, as I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan. Several of us got a pillow, but the Jurassic Park shirt, Park shirt was especially chosen for me and it sat so perfectly on top, more like it was placed there than actually fallen. I took it for the sign it was meant to be and went about, about my day. I'm going to say that was a sign too. Because if you're asking for signs, am I doing the right thing? You're close to this aunt who had passed away. She made you this pillow. And right when you ask for a sign, that pillow just happens to fall off and is stacked neatly. Seems yeah. kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Now... 
After getting back and helping my wife, then us going to my mother's for Thanksgiving, it gets even better. Oh, my God. So he went to the father's for Thanksgiving, their own Thanksgiving, and then the mother's? Oh. Well, that's, they that's three kind of or, my, my oh. students tell me that all the time. They go, I have four Thanksgivings because my parents are divorced, and then there's this, and then there's this grandma, and, you know. I couldn't. I'd be oh. like, I can't eat anymore. I am so done. Um, let's see. So my brother been going through some stuff at my mom's that I was storing to make room for my other aunt who is currently undergoing chemo for stage four cancer. Apparently he found an old photo at the bottom of one of my boxes and my mother greeted me outside asking if she could have the picture. I said, sure, I guess, as I was confused as to what picture she even meant. She saw my confusion and handed it to me. It was an old family photo containing... Me, about six years old, standing next to my mother, Cindy, my Aunt Sheila, Uncle Randy, who is holding my one-year-old cousin, Josh, Uncle Lester. This sounds like our family, all these names. (laughs) I know, Lester. Uncle Lester. um, With three of his four children and my grandmother, Betty. The only ones missing are my Uncle Melvin, who is always missing. (laughs) That's funny. And my Aunt Karen, the very same one who passed away. But her one-year-old is in the picture, so we're assuming she is the one who took the picture. Now, what makes this picture so significant is several factors. No one in the photo remembers this one being taken. No one recognizes where it was taken. No one recognizes the two vehicles that they are standing in front of. And it's blowing all of our minds. It was found perfectly flat at the bottom of a box of mine containing these small lead figurines that I'd packed myself They hadn't been touched in over a decade or more. I packed those figurines myself in those boxes, and there's no way that picture should have been in there. I would have seen it as I started packing up my stuff. It was found on Thanksgiving Day by my brother on accident, showcasing everyone that was there except my Uncle Lester, who said he would have been with just an earlier invite. Oh, Uncle Lester. The only one truly missing was the one already gone and most likely took it. How did it get in that box and how could it be in that perfect condition after so long? My mother and I believe it was a sign from my Aunt Karen that she was not physically there, but she was still there that day and watching over us. I still have my ghost hunting adventures to write in about and we'll do that soon, Justin. I do think that's weird when you come across a picture like that, when you boxed up all your, you know, mementos of things, I'm assuming when you're a kid or something and lived at home, and then you come across a photo that no one's ever seen. Well, and I think not just that, but sometimes even just coming across a photo that you didn't remember or something, and it's just there, and you think, oh my gosh, and it takes you back to those people in that moment, and all those things. So to especially have it pop up in a place that you think this could not have been here. I packed these things. This could not have been underneath these. Like, do you know how excited our mother would be with a find like that? (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I sort of would be too, if you know the truth, Um, you know, but I just think you're right. And then, you know, there's there's several things in here that just appear to be a lot of signs are communication from, 
yeah. past loved ones. I mean, and it could all be coincidence. You know, the like, I've heard of light bulbs bursting. I have too. Um, it is weird when it, when she had asked for a sign, but then that's a weird sign to get. Mm-hmm. Grandma, I'm asking for a sign. Boom, burst light bulb. I'd be like, I was like and thinking more like. Later, there was seemed to be some other flickering things and stuff. It, it could be a short in it. You know, it could be something that's causing electrical surges or something in the light fixture itself. So I have a weird one in my be. bathroom, you know, like above my vanity or my mm-hmm. sink. I don't have a vanity. I just have a sink. But above that area, I've got a big mirror and there's lights. Probably, I don't know, seven light bulbs across the top of there. Mm-hmm. And one of them was burned out. And it was weird because when I would turn the light in the bathroom off, it would kind of continue glowing for a little bit. And then it would go out. But it's electricity. Mm-hmm. Things happen weird. Yeah. But then, so it was doing that for, but I got six other light bulbs. So you don't think about the one that's burned out that often. Mm-hmm. And then the other day, I was like, it seems so bright in here. And I looked up and the light was coming back on. Now, it's been on for like three or four weeks now. And it was burned out for like at least a month, if not two. Isn't that weird? Well, that, yeah, but I know what you again. mean. Like I had that same thing in my kitchen where I flipped off the lights and it would still glow for a minute. So I think and then that go down. some of those things can, like, I do not think this situation in my bathroom is paranormal. Right. I think it's some of these new LED lights. Yes. But I do think that, you know, I, sometimes stuff like that happens. And it said after grandpa passed away, they didn't have any more problems mm-hmm. with that. So I don't know. You know, and, and I also think it kind of gives you peace thinking it's them and Mm -hmm. you know you want to hear from your loved ones after you passed now here's the thing the i that's the way i want to hear from a loved one is that i want to get a sign i want you know to find the picture i want to find the note i want to find the penny i want to find you know i don't want an app that makes up a something from my dad no i don't either and I that don't want to get want. random text messages. That's I think, just that. That's just creepy. Yeah, I think the random te- text messages too. Like, I don't know. There's something about a handwritten note that seems more loving, and mm-hmm. maybe an, even an email these days. But a text. And I can message see something that somebody personal. did. But if they're just generating texts from them to you, that that just. I just don't like that. No, I don't either. But I like to think that Grandma was definitely communicating with them. Yeah. In the picture thing. I think that was super cool. So if you have a real ghost story, share it with us. Call it in, 855-853-4802. Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You could also become a premium subscriber if you'd like to. You get advanced episodes, access to the archive, no commercials, Sign up through Apple Podcasts. You can sign up through patreon.com slash realghoststories or ghostpodcast.com. And for all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online, thanks for listening. Hey, it's 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.